0: This is the Tech Arts Podcast, where we talk about tech, leadership, and all things that concern church audio, video, and lighting.
1: Welcome to the Tech Arts Podcast and the phone live streaming studios. My name is DL. So glad to have you joining us today. We have an awesome podcast lined up today. I am so excited to talk through the church tech tip. It will change how you look at streaming your service. Matter of fact, Let's jump right into it. Today's church tech tip is a product called Altar Live. Have you ever tried to figure out how to replicate your in-person foyer where people can visit with ministries and staff? Or have you tried to figure out how to replicate someone sitting in the auditorium and experiencing things online as you do in the building? Most of the churches I consult with ask people to come to the altar for prayer. Well, how do you make that happen online? Well, this product alter live helps with these issues and today we are so lucky to have the ceo and founder of alter here with us her name is stephanie and she is going to explain the product and give us a full demo stephanie welcome to the tech arts podcast
2: thank you david so excited to be here
1: what is alter live give us a little bit of an overview
2: great question alter is an online church engagement platform. Um, one of my best analogies is uh, we are like the living room for your online church services. Um, Alter is a live stream and video conference platform. Imagine if you blended the best of Zoom with the best of what you can do on YouTube or Facebook into one platform, where instead of just live streaming your church services, you can actually engage with people in conversation online.
1: That's so cool. I know. A lot of the churches I work with, people are kind of watching, but they're not really participating. Um, They can't figure out who's attending because it's just like a tick on YouTube or whatever it is. And some of the online attendees or a lot of the online attendees are not even taking actions. So I'm assuming your product kind of addresses those things. Can you give us just maybe a a few seconds of, of how it works, like a verbal how it works, and then we'll maybe jump into a demo?
2: Absolutely. You are spot on. The most frustrating thing about a live stream ministry, online ministry, is that it's really easy to get your live stream out there. There's so many tools that address that, that make it high quality, that can streamline and automate the experience. Um, but participation is really the key piece that we have been struggling to unlock. Alter was really built to do that. Um, and... Participation is more than just chatting in the comments. For anybody who does online ministry or live streams a service or any other kind of um, events or experiences, you know that it often feels like a one-way conversation. Capturing that two-way experience is really difficult, and it's what we miss about being in person the most. Uh, there's a you know always going to be a role for digital ministry, and Alter is trying to make that an easier experience uh, and in a more authentic and engaging experience for those online. Our secret sauce is the use of what we call the engagement loop and video conferencing. So rather than just relying on chat as the only experience, we really think about how do we capture somebody's attention from the moment they enter your service, create meaningful one-to-one interactions between people, um, and then keep them staying longer with opportunities to participate which as we know in person is also really critical. No one likes just being talked at for an hour and then leaving. Um, some of the most important experiences in a church service are often those 10 minutes before and 10 minutes after a service where you run into someone, you can have a heart-to-heart conversation and really apply what you're learning as a part of a church community together into practice. In um, alter we try to capture that with, with the same kinds of experiences online.
1: Well, that's, that's why I got so excited when I saw your product, and you did a little bit of a demo for me a few weeks ago, and I and I thought, hey, so many churches cannot figure out the pre-service part and the post-service part. They're just really struggling, especially the post-service with prayer. And so I'd love to kind of show everyone on the Tech Arts podcast, those that are watching, you know, we'll, we'll try to talk it through for those that are listening as well. But I'd love to show them a, a demo of your product so we can show them how, you know, coming into the foyer and uh, end-of-service prayer works.
2: Absolutely. All right, so let's, let's take a look at a real church that's actually using Altar. This is Hope Church. They are in New Jersey. And like many of the listeners for your podcast— they would describe their church as one church, two expressions, meaning they have about 300 people that attend their, their church. Half of those worship online. Um, and so they would, they've really leaned into this hybrid model of worship, embraced both, both and expressions of it. Um, so Hope Church's main landing place for their folks that are joining online is their own church's website. Uh, And when I come to this website, like many of you, they have this banner at the top in which I can click into their online worship service. So if you're familiar with Church Online Platform um, or Facebook, YouTube, whatever you're streaming out to, you'll notice Altar is going to function in a very similar way. We are not a social media tool, but more of a destination platform. Um, And so you see the first thing that happens when I click on that banner is that I get dropped onto their community landing page. Hope Church has a custom URL up here, a subdomain at the top, hope.alterlive.com. As you know, David, one of the hardest things about online ministry is making sure everybody knows where and when things are happening. Uh, I've, I've been a recipient of multiple links, come here for this, come here for that. This community landing page solves that, giving you one central location for all of the things scheduled for your online folks. Um, so that can be both events, meetings of various kinds.
1: This is Altar that's doing this, correct?
2: Correct. We're in the Altar platform now.
1: Yeah. So a lot of people, they, they, they totally miss it. They have Facebook, they have YouTube, they have all these different outlets and things happening, and Altar brings it all together in one place for them.
2: One of the unique things about Altar is you can have multiple things happening at the same time, just like you do in a church building. So I may have an online worship service here, or if we just hop over to my own community here, you can see that I have some a Saturday, a Sunday service, and I even have some Bible studies teed up here as well. In Altar, we have two different types of formats. I said it's the best of Zoom and YouTube. Let me show you what that looks like. So I see that the Saturday service is going on right now. I can go ahead and click into this. And when I join into this event, I've entered into what looks like an auditorium. So I see that there's live streams. I'll just mute that for us. But I see a live stream at the top here with a service going on. I see some rows underneath. I can see James is actually seated over here in this service. And I can see there's a chat over on the right. What we've just entered into is an event format. You can think of your su- Sunday or Saturday services, maybe an all church meeting, uh, maybe a conference, or um, uh, uh, yeah, any- anything where you have a bit more of a formal structure. This event format can be set up in lots of different ways, and I'll get into that. But the second format on Altar is the meeting format, because as we know, sometimes you need the ability to host something that feels a little bit more intimate. So, I just clicked on Women's Bible Study, and I'm going to go into what feels like a Zoom experience, except we're in Altar. So, I click Join, and now I've entered into a meeting format. So, this meeting replaces your Zoom functionality. On Altar, you can, instead of having multiple Zoom licenses, you only need one Altar license for your whole church to be able to host all of your online small groups, meetings, staff meetings, anything like that. And it can be accessible from your community landing page or private. Um, internally as well so easy super easy to set up and run both
1: I, I think that's key because a lot of people who are watching online um, whether they're the young a lot of, you can't assume they're the younger generation that's got this all figured out you got to assume they're the older generation at my age that needs it to be like what I just call myself old <laughs> they need it to be like one or two clicks you know very easy to get in and so that's that's really cool
2: We can talk through a few other things too, David, here. Uh, We can look specifically at what the engagement experience actually looks like inside of an event. I talked about that engagement loop. So let me show you how that works in Altar and how our tool supports that. So I'm going to head into our Saturday service here. I already have it open on a tab. When I enter in, I've joined a service that's ongoing. I see the pastor is, is talking at the top we're running a YouTube video through here right now. Alter supports any live stream source that you might send to us. We're a destination platform, meaning you can send us a custom RTMP stream from Resi, vMix, OBS, any any studio provider you might have, or you can upload files directly from YouTube or a direct file upload. Uh, You can do live and simulated live up here at the top. When someone first comes into your event, Uh, The most important thing is that they are seen and known. And we do that in a few unique ways. The first way is that on our platform, uh, you will start as an anonymous visitor, meaning you don't have to create an account to join. Um, When I first join a service, uh, you'll see that I have a welcome message already waiting for me over here on the right, as well as waiting for me in my inbox. You can add hosts to this event and I can see that Stephanie, their greeter, has already chosen to welcome me uh, with an automated welcome message. This is a great way to kick off conversation even with people who are anonymous. So if you're somebody who's been struggling to, on your YouTube or Facebook streams to engage people in that comment section and not knowing who is joining you, Alter solves that by making a two-way communication possible even with anonymous visitors. As a host or a greeter, you can initiate conversation with those anonymous visitors, either in an automated way or or manually. We see engagement really go up in church services because of this ability to also chat privately with a host or greeter at any time. So as an anonymous visitor in this event, you can see that my name is visitor 7568. Um, I can see everything that is happening in the service, and I can even see James here. Maybe James invited me to the service and I want to take a seat with him. Alter's second really cool functionality is what we call our watch parties. I am able to create an account at this point, um, and we do this for security so that a user uh, has one level of authentication before they join. This also helps with tracking your analytics. So again, we're tracking your anonymous visitors, but we can also then track when somebody actually joins your service. Um and, and trigger a first-time visitor alert for you. So I'm gonna go ahead and take a seat next to James. When I do this, James and I can be on video conference together while we watch this service up here.
1: Wow, that is so cool. That solves so many things that people have been trying to figure out. That is so cool.
2: Absolutely. So if you have if your people are really missing that ability to actually greet one another when it's a time of passing the peace, or, or pause in the service for a time of prayer uh, or connection, these rows give you the ability to do that. Um, James and I can talk, see, and hear one another without disturbing everybody else on the event. So the most common question we get is, how many people can sit together? Uh, four people can sit in a row together, um, and, but you can have as many people on the event as you want, up to 10,000. So if I don't want to sit next to James anymore or maybe I see somebody else I know, I can easily just move seats by clicking on another row like this and I don't see or hear James. I also don't have to be seated to participate in the service. I don't have to be seen or heard. I can just chat in the comments here so if you're thinking about your older folks who m- might not be so comfortable on video conference not a problem it's just as accessible to well,
1: them you could you could start some gossip there too like if you're sitting next to James and then you're like oh I don't want to sit next to him I want to sit next to somebody else i could start some church gossip there i think
2: absolutely <laughs> So, for, you know, for any type of event you're hosting, you're able to configure these rows as well. So, if it's an event or a service in which rows don't make sense for whatever reason, you can choose to turn these off completely to just have a regular live stream and a chat feed over on the right. You can also turn these rows into tables, which I'll show you next as well. So maybe think of a conference. If you have a church conference um, in which you want, uh, we have a couple of churches that have done marriage conferences on the platform where they have couples sit at a table together and be able to interact with each other at different points uh, when the facilitator on the, on the stage here asks them questions or to pause and reflect about something. So you can think of it as a teaching tool as well in that way. Let's look over on the right side here. So, we have all the regular functions of chat, you know, the ability to do general chat, direct messages. Um, We have lots of uh, security functions for hosts, the ability to delete, ban, or block users on an event as well, um, or remove them from the event altogether. Um, Online hosts on Alter are able to use things like polls and announcements to additionally engage users. And we've made it really easy for them. So you can have poll and announcement templates. So, for example, I could ask everybody a question on the event. They can vote on it. I can make these results public or private. And you can actually download reports about these polls as well to see who voted for what, if it was a public poll. And you need to know answers afterwards as well. Um, announcements serve the function of all the same things that you might see on screen, but give people that additional and easy ability to react or to have a call to action. Your giving is a great example of this. So I can choose to publish this, um, and you can direct people to an external link with your Give Now button. This one took me to my Alter website here, um, but you could imagine it can go to any of the websites, uh, giving links or websites that you might have. And The coolest part of these is that you can also choose to automate them. So, if you'd like to set them on a timer to send at a specific time during each service, you can do that without your hosts having to do any extra work. So, those are our announcements, polls, um, host notes for your hosts to make their life just even that much easier with easy, easy sermon points and things accessible during the event as well. So, as we were talking earlier, all of this can be done online in various different ways alter takes it to that next level but really the secret sauce to close closing that feedback loop is like we said that 10 minutes before and after a service and on alter we accomplish that with our really unique features around the lobby
1: so everybody who's watching right now and listening uh, I want you to pay very close attention to this because I think this is one of the number one things that most churches miss when it comes to their online streams. So, Stephanie, sorry to interrupt you there, but I just this is this is an important piece of what you guys do.
2: It is, and I think it's the piece that makes church more than just a YouTube stream or a YouTube channel. You know, it's about the relationship that comes with the community that you're a part of. So as a host, after the service ends or before the service begins, you can move all of your attendees online into a more conversational environment. Um, And we call this the lobby. So as a host, you can see I have a few options here. I'm going to choose to move us to the room view. Um, And when I do this, everyone on the event gets a countdown timer that lets them know we're about to move. And nobody has to go to a new link. Their screen is simply gonna update from the auditorium to the lobby. On the lobby here, we see a few rooms on screen. I see a prayer room, a meet the pastor room, and even a volunteer training room. Think of these a little bit like your classrooms in your church building where people might be able to join into different private spaces together.
1: Yeah, or if the pastor asks people to come down to the front for prayer, Mm -hmm. as you push them into here, they could click on the prayer room and and easily, uh, you know, essentially accomplish what they're trying to do in person on the prayer side of things.
2: Absolutely. So continuing the conversation after a service becomes really easy with these video conference rooms. People can, again, choose their level of engagement by opting into the room they'd like to join. So I want to go meet the pastor here, so I'm going to go ahead and click Join. Um, and I'm also going to have, uh, James here join me as well. So James and I have just gone into the meet the pastor room together. We are still within that same event link. I can leave this room at any time to go back to another room or to a table. Um, but in this meet the pastor room, James and I could be having a chat after the service and have a more intimate conversation. I can choose to leave, as I said, and go into a different room. I can see that I left James in that room. Or I can go over to a table. Maybe I want to have a side chat with David, um, and he and I could go sit at a table together to to talk or pray with one another. Tables can also be named uh, which is great for various activities. Like I said, marriage conferences are really cool on Altair because you have all those abilities to form those breakout groups really easily or allow people to go into a special topic room where they they get an experience that's more customized um, or or driven to their felt needs as well.
1: Now, Stephanie, all of this is customizable for the church, right? Like they can set up how many rooms or how many tables or not have any tables. Is all that customizable or uh, or not?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So let's take a look at the back end of Altar. How does all of this get powered? So this is your dashboard in Altar, where you can create events and meetings, and you can even create personal meeting rooms. This is my Teams, uh, and you can see that we have personal meeting rooms set up. Um, People can configure each of their own. So you can imagine your pastoral staff or or team can each have their own meeting room, like that you have your own personal Zoom link. Um, Your events calendar is here. These are all of the events and meetings that you've published, and you can edit these. So to answer David's question, yes. So when you create an event or a meeting, you can set up your space however you'd like to configure it. So maybe this is an event where you actually don't need the live stream. In which you can remove the auditorium altogether, and you can just have a space with tables or rooms set up, or maybe you want to configure the number or amount of rooms or tables. You can do all of that from the set up your space stage.
1: When people come into uh, a service in the foyer, I guess you could use what you described with the tables um, and stuff. You could use that as as a foyer as well. So you could have people coming into the foyer before service, or, or do you handle that differently?
2: No, you could do exactly that. If you wanted to start an event in the lobby state, you can do that. So you could have people, you know, instructions for people to mix and mingle um, and and let them know services starting in 10 minutes. You could be using the tables or the rooms or a mix of both for that. And then at any time, the host can just move everyone back into the auditorium where the service, that live stream will automatically start coming in at your set specified start time.
1: This, this product is pretty amazing. I mean, if you guys want to, uh, what's the word you use, engagement loop? If you want to create an engagement loop that brings people closer uh, to uh, what you're doing on an online service, which makes them feel a part of what's going on, I think Alter Alter is the right place for you. AlterLive.com, is that how people get a hold of this?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, head to our website. You can try all of this for yourself for free. If you'd like to see what it's actually like to move people around, um, to set up a really engaging event, click our Try Alter for Free button. Um, we offer uh, free trials of the platform and can extend it for as long as you need to you know, show it to the rest of your team um, and get the buy-in that you need as well. And we're here as well to do product walkthroughs. You can book a time with me or others on our team with our product walkthrough button. And our Alter Academy has lots of training videos 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 on not just how to use our platform, but engagement in general. Um, If you're looking to help your hosts or greeters level up, um, we have a lot of best practices that we've learned by watching thousands of churches and people use uh, online ministry tools. And what we've learned is the key to really sustainable, authentic engagement online.
1: Yeah. So they don't just up your engagement. They help teach you and train you and take you from where you are now to a better engaged online experience. So to find out more about them, go to alterlive.com. So that website again, alterlive.com. You can do a free trial, you can get a free demo, alterlive.com. Stephanie, thanks for coming on to explain your product.
2: Absolutely. Well, it's so fun to talk about David and we're innovating constantly too. Every feature you see in Alter is a result of working with churches and learning what works, what doesn't work, and what is the future of online ministry.
1: So cool. Hey, would you mind staying a little longer? I'd like to chat with you on leadership. I know you are a CEO and your skill sets I think would be helpful to other tech arts leaders that are trying to build a team and lead in a tough and demanding area of ministry. Would you mind hanging out for a few more minutes?
2: Absolutely.
1: Awesome. Everyone stay tuned. Stephanie and I will be talking leadership building teams and what to look for in an employee all right after this message from our sponsors. Hang on. Our main sponsor is digital great commission ministries. Whether you need help building a team, finding the right gear or just better understanding the church tech world, DGCM is here for you because they are a 501 C three donor sponsored organization. They come to your church for free and do an assessment of your tech visitor engagement, and online streaming. Plus, we give away free gear. Be sure to go to audiovideolighting.com and register your email today. This will sign you up for all of the free giveaways and give you first access to everything we offer for free. If you want free resources, training, or consulting, contact Digital Great Commission Ministries today by going to audiovideolighting.com. That's audiovideolighting.com. Today, we have an amazing guest. You just met her earlier when we did the church tech tip. Her name is Stephanie Antonucci-Leith. She is the CEO and founder of Alter Live. I asked her to stay and talk with us about leadership. But before we jump into our discussion, let me tell you a little bit more about her background, as I know her experience will help tech leaders and, well, All church staff. Stephanie is an entrepreneur, educator, and product builder. She has spent over eight years helping clients, students, and fellow founders create businesses and nonprofits that people want and need. She is currently reimagining the way the faith community gathers online with her startup company, Alter Live. This is an interactive online video conference and live stream software founded in 2020 Alter now enables over 1,600 communities around the world to create more interactive online services, experiences, and events. She also brings her years of entrepreneurial and educational experience to funded startups and tech brands at 923 Digital Ventures. In this role, she guides clients through the process of defining and de risking the biggest, scariest unknowns of launching a new venture with in depth user research, business modeling, prototyping, and usability testing. Stephanie is also an associate professor at Gordon College, where she teaches classes on creativity and innovation. She holds a BA in psychology from Gordon College and was, well, I think the smartest person I have ever met in my entire life. We are so glad to have Stephanie on the Tech Arts Podcast today. Welcome, Stephanie.
2: Oh, thank you, David. That is very kind of you.
1: That bio, I'm like, when do you have time to do anything? You're like, (laughs) professor, CEO, I mean, like all this stuff that you do, that's amazing.
2: Oh, I'm sorry I made you read all that. That was a lengthy
1: one. You didn't make me read it. I was happy to read it. I think it brings some context to who you are and how you can help some of the people that are listening to us. But before we get into that, where are you based out of? Who are you? What do you like doing for fun? Tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: I live in the wonderful city of Boston, Massachusetts, uh, with my husband. What do I do for fun is a great question. Well, <laughs> yeah, my bio probably says it. I am, I, I, a lot of what I love doing is exactly what I get to do for my job um, and what I get to teach as well. When I am not in the world of innovation, creativity, uh, and startups, I will say right now, my, my biggest project outside of work is I live in a 250-year-old uh, old colonial house with my husband, and we renovate it. It's a, a, an ongoing project. If anybody lives in an old house, you know uh, the work really never ends, and, but it's, it's really fun.
1: That's cool. That's cool. So we want to talk today about leadership and leading a company. So I'm very curious, what is your approach to leadership?
2: It's a big question, um, and I think, in my world specifically, I I'm tasked with leading in in the innovation space, specifically digital innovation, which is a very exciting, fast-moving space to be in, um, but it is always ever-changing. One of the things I I had to learn early on. Um, in my leadership roles and in starting both Alter and other nonprofit and businesses that I've helped consult on or shape in some way is I think one of the biggest traps of, of leadership in a, in a highly innovative culture is falling in love with your solution rather than your problem. Um, I think this is a really common thing, um, even someone, I worked in entrepreneurial education for six years before starting my own company, Alter, uh, and it seemed like the most obvious lesson that you should know going into any time that you're starting something new, um, but I'll say even with Alter, it was a, it was a hard lesson I had to learn. Um, how not to fall in love with my version of what a solution would look like and really chase what is the problem we're solving here and rallying rallying our team around that as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, you you don't want to keep pointing people to your idea when they may be bringing things to uh, the to the process that will help grow and develop what you're trying to do.
2: How can you really put yourself, you know, keep keep the focus there. I'll say with Alter, um, you know, I, I can really pull back the curtain here and say, uh, we started in 20, uh, 2020, April 2020, pandemic had just hit. And it felt like Uh, It felt like everything was coming together perfectly, and it just seemed like there's this obvious solution that we needed to chase. Um, We spent about four months building the first version of Altar, and after about four months of 80-hour work weeks, an incredible team that was really passionate about it, we had three customers. Our product really, we we had focused initially on the hybrid challenge of a lot of churches and, and built a really cool, very... Still to this day, I think, a very clever engineering solution to the hybrid challenge, but really hadn't understood what it was that churches were trying to solve. Um, so we had to take a really honest step back and say, all right, what is what is it that we're actually hearing are the pain points from um, church leaders, tech leaders, faith community leaders as to their what their challenges are. And what we really heard was it's the engagement rather than the production that is the challenge, that participation. There are so many solutions out there to get a really high quality live stream up and running. But how do you actually engage the person on the other side of the screen? So we scrapped everything we built over those four months. We started completely from scratch. um, And the second time around for Alter, what we did was we launched with a very minimal feature set and essentially took it, put it in the hands of some real churches and said, what do you think? Is this actually going to solve your need? Um, And working side by side in partnership every week on calls with churches, we slowly developed our feature set to add building directly towards, again, the problem, not our version of a solution that we thought would work.
1: Yeah, that's so cool. I mean, you can look at things all day long and say, here's how I would fix it. But if you don't kind of see the problem and understand it from your client's perspective, You're not able to lead your team into the solution, ultimately, that they want to buy or purchase or be a part of. So speaking of team, speaking of those people that are saying, hey, what about this and what about that? What do you think is the best way to grow that team?
2: I think uh, developing a, a culture of curiosity. How can you as a team maintain a curious spirit versus just a task-oriented spirit? What, are we, what is it that we're actually solving here uh, and giving people enough agency to, to be able to apply a curious mindset to the problem at hand? Uh, Curiosity is something we specifically look for and hire for. So we we curate in that way at the hiring level, people who are natural problem solvers and and are interested in solving problems. Um, And then within a team itself, I, I think modeling what it looks like to be agile enough to be able to, to humbly say we went in the wrong direction. We need to scrap that. Um, it's the meritocracy of ideas, not of positions. Just because Stephanie says something doesn't necessarily mean it, it is the law. Uh, we try to really foster a spirit of, you know, quickly and quickly and humbly moving towards new ideas and being able to let go of ideas that are not working.
1: Well, I think you hit something there when you say curiosity. I think that was really key because in the tech world, a lot of times it becomes a task-oriented thing. Go move a fader, go you know set up a podium, go build a stage, whatever it is. It's task, task, task. Well, if you're needing to hire or bring in volunteers and, and there's no curiosity there uh, to, to actually be a part of the vision, to be a part of what the church wants to carry out, um you're going to have constant turnover and so i guess i would kind of ask you when it comes to curiosity where do you place vision and vision of the company to create that curiosity is that is that high importance where does that kind of fall in terms of looking for an employee and setting out vision for them
2: i think for a tech from the tech side of things often in technology, we are delivering a tool to people who don't know as much about our tool as we do. And so there's this easy trap to fall into of we, you know, our knowledge is up here, everybody else is down here, and and we are um, maybe elite or somehow, you know, know something. Talking that, down to people. Yeah, yeah. talking down to people, things like that. Um, so I think one of the things we've had to really, really embody with Alter in um, our tech team to maintain that curious spirit is to listen beyond just the, the technical challenges that somebody might have to what is it that they're actually trying to accomplish? how can we hear beyond the words that they're saying or even the actions that they're doing and really you know observe observe what they're trying to accomplish and then work with them there. versus uh, versus just at a high level trying to solve, you know, the surface level problem, putting a Band-Aid solution over a gaping wound, you know.
1: I can easily tell that you're an idea person. So who do you surround yourself with to be an effective leader?
2: I am very blessed to work on an amazing team. I have amazing co-founders on Alter as well, who are uh, just you know, running, running as fast as I am towards problems versus our solutions. So I think I'm, I've surrounded myself with a team that believes in solving problems creatively um, and human problems that we're really interested in. Is this making somebody's life better at the end of the day, or are we just inventing new technology for the sake of inventing new technology? Um, so I think my team I I teach outside of what I uh, do for both Alter and as a product manager, which has been really exciting because I I learn a lot from students and the next generation. How are they How are they perceiving the world? What are the challenges and things they care about? Um, I think that really helps me understand outside of just you know a technology standpoint what's changing or or what's new, but. But who who are we building this for at the end of the
1: day? Yeah, I had somebody tell me once, they said, look, you need to understand what's going on, but you want to surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. And maybe they're not 100% uh, know-alls in every single area, but you surround yourself with team members that have high knowledge, high capacity, and want to solve problems. And I think that's... Um, What I've tried to do, it's kind of what I'm trying to do with this podcast is like talk to people who know more than me to try to help others that are listening and and being a part of it. And so I think, you know, what you guys have done with Alter and Stephanie, what you're doing in terms of building a team uh, that is helping to solve a major problem in the church world, I think is, is pretty amazing. And I'm really happy that you came on the Tech Arts podcast today to talk with us about it. And so Again, just to recap, if somebody wants to get a hold of, of you and your product, they go to alterlive.com. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, alterlive.com. You can reach out with us with our chat bubble, book a product walkthrough, or shoot me an email, Stephanie at alterlive.com. Happy to chat through any of those channels.
1: Stephanie, thank you for coming on today and chatting with us. It's been a pleasure having you.
2: Well, likewise, David, I think this is a really cool thing that you're doing and um amazing podcast.
1: Thank you. Well, that wraps things up for today's episode. I can't wait to talk to you on the next Tech Arts Podcast. Until then, I'm David Loishner, signing off by wishing you a great day and praying God blesses every moment of your week. See you soon.
0: You have been listening to the Tech Arts Podcast presented by Digital Great Commission Ministries. DGCM is a 501c3 nonprofit that was started to help churches with all things technical. Whether you need help building a team, finding the right gear, or just a better understanding of the church tech world, DGCM is here for you. Find out more about our free on-site visits, reports, and consulting by going to audiovideolighting.com. Digital Great Commission Ministries will help you run your church service like a pro. Find out more at audiovideolighting.com.